When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sleepover Cinema, where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of those who can spot Cousin Greg anywhere. I'm Hannah Leach, a multidisciplinary artist, audio producer, and maniacally cackling court jester. And I'm Audrey Leach, director, editor, producer, and divesting from the superhero sidekick dichotomy. We are the sister duo, also known as Two Pink Productions, and we haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them. We're going to explore the good, the bad and the nonsensical of the movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question, are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are? Today, we are talking about 2005's Sky High. Will, I just want you to know how proud I am that you'll be attending my alma mater. From the moment Will Stronghold started high school, he knew he was in for the ride of his life. All he wants is to live up to his family name. My parents are the greatest superheroes on the planet. But he's not sure he's got what it takes to transform himself. We can't change who he is. Not without dropping him in a vat of toxic waste. Where will we even find a vat of toxic He'll have to test his limits. You have And unleash the hero within. Not a typo to be found in the intro. <laughs> hey. I have finally achieved my goal. So today on the podcast, we are super excited to have some guests. We have Amelia and Evan, who are co-hosts of the HBO Girls Rewatch podcast. You shouldn't be surprised that we are having such hosts on this show. They were very excited to talk about this week's movie, Sky High, and they're going to join us in the second half as always with our guests, but it has been a while since we've had guests on the show, especially other podcast hosts. So we're excited to have them. In lieu of a question for the culture or a what are we obsessed with moment, because we have guests in the second half, we just figured we should keep it pumping so we can have some extra time with Evan and Amelia when the time rolls around. So that being said... We're just going to get straight into the facts and figures of Sky High. Sky High was released in the U.S. on July 29th, 2005, and it was rated PG. The synopsis from IMDb is, Set in an era where superheroes are commonly known and accepted, young William Stronghold, the son of the commander and Jetstream, tries to find a balance between being a normal teenager and an extraordinary being. That is not accurate at all. It's about keeping your ego in check. It's not torn between two worlds at all. They're all superheroes. For the first time ever on this show, probably, Mm -hmm. all the synopses 
are the same. So we don't have to read the other ones. <laughs> so they're all the same and they're all a little wrong. It yeah. turns out. Okay, taglines. First is brains, brawn, and beyond. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Don't like that yes. one. Yes. Saving the world, one homework assignment at a time. Also not good, but I understand no. it. I get it. Yeah. So Sky High was directed by Mike Mitchell, best known for Shrek Forever After, The Lego Movie 2, and Trolls. It was a Disney production, but the producer is Andrew Gunn, who produced the 2021 live action Cruella, Freaky Friday, Bedtime Stories, Minutemen, Country Bears, and the 2003 Haunted Mansion featuring Eddie Murphy. And so with this team here, the writing team, we have Paul Hernandez, Bob Shuley, and Mark McCorkle. Paul Hernandez had like three credits, strangely, but Bob and Mark are a producing writing duo, it seems. They worked together on 85 episodes of The Penguins of Madagascar, 86 episodes of Kim Possible, 56 episodes of Big Hero 6, the series, and 65 episodes of the Hercules TV series. So... These men have done a lot of cartoon TV, and I would say that that shows in this movie, and not in a bad way, in my opinion. Then we have the cast. First up, we have Michael Angarano, hopefully, as our main character, Will Stronghold, best known for Minx, This Is Us, Forbidden Kingdom, Wild Card, and Almost Famous. Then we have Kurt Russell playing Steve slash The Commander, best known for Escape from New York, The Hateful Eight, The Thing, and Escape from L.A. Next, we have Kelly Preston as Josie slash Jetstream. First of all, she's the mom and the cat in the hat with Mike Myers, so she's been through some shit, period. She's also known for The Love of the Game, Jerry Maguire, Battlefield Earth, and she's also in What a Girl Wants. The mom. Oh, yeah, she's the mom. Okay. She's also in the music video for She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5. That's a lot of cultural contributions for early 2000s. So thank you to Kelly for all of that. Next, of course, we have Danielle Panabaker as Layla. She has been in The Flash forever and is still in The Flash to now. She plays Caitlin Snow and has currently been in 184 episodes. She also has made appearances in Supergirl, Arrow, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow as Caitlin Snow. She also was in Friday the 13th, Shark, and who could forget it, Rita and Weep, one of our favorites. Next, we have none other than Nicholas Braun as Zach. Nicholas Braun is Cousin Greg from Succession, first and foremost in all of our lives. But he also is Ponytail Derek from Perks of Being a Wallflower. He was also in Poor Paul, 10 Things I Hate About You. And apparently he's in one episode of Secret Life of the American Teenager. And I don't think I've seen that episode. So that eggs me on a little bit to keep watching, but I can also just look it up and just watch that scene. Yeah, I'm sure he says like one thing. Probably. I will also say it took me like a good amount of time to realize it was Cousin Greg watching the movie. Really? 
Yeah. Well, cause I immediately wow. saw him and was like, this person's extremely familiar, but I couldn't figure it out. And then it finally hit me. Next, we have Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing the role of Gwen slash Royal Payne, best known for 10 Cloverfield Lane, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Funny. Cause it's like also a superhero thing. Live free or die hard, death proof and passions. And then lastly, we have Stephen Strait as Warren Peace. He has been in 62. Great pun. That's true. Did you pick up on that? Stevens. Oh, yes, of course. It's perfect. <laughs> it's genius. War and peace. Yeah. And it's like super villain, dad, hero mom. Like who could ask for more? Anyway, Stephen Strait was in 62 episodes of The Expanse and Magic City. So the budget for Sky High was $35 million. On opening, it made $14,631,784. Domestically, it has made (laughs) $63,946,815. And internationally, $22,423,000. It's funny because in my mind, this movie is a decom, but it's fully not a decom. I thought it was a decom too. I think it's just that they advertised it on Disney Channel like ad nauseum. That was one of the things I was really surprised by when I was watching it is like I was expecting decom production value and then it wasn't. No, it's like actually nice. I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the second half too. The critic score was 73% and the critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is this highly derivative superhero coming of age flick is moderately entertaining, family friendly fluff. Washington Post says, with one foot planted in the world of comic book fantasy and the other firmly stuck in the grim realities of high school, this is one of those rare family films that truly work for the whole family, even if mom and pop might find themselves needing earplugs during some exceedingly long and loud passages. It's not that bad. God forbid we have an action sequence. Yeah. That's like an old person comment to make. New York Times says this zippy Disney adventure comedy crammed with special effects asks that age old rhetorical question, is there life after high school? And answers it with a cheerful, not really. I feel like people didn't really pay attention to this movie very hard. Yeah, I'm like, what are you? I feel like it was actually talking about like, stick it to the man and like systems and stuff. <laughs> kind of yeah or to me it's just like isn't it sort of the same plot as read it and weep honestly couldn't tell you like with the friend ditching um yeah and like mean girls i mean that's just like a trope it's the personality rags to riches plot yes The personality version of it where they get worse and then their friends are like, we don't like you anymore. And they're like, you're right. I do suck now, even though I have power now. It's about power too. Yeah. Okay. And then TV Guide Magazine said this limp, forgettable fluff is as preachy and heavy handed as the goofus and gallant cartoons that a generation of children far less media savvy than today's recognized as ham-fisted lessons in good behavior masquerading as funny strips. Now they thought about it too hard. Everyone else didn't think about it enough and they thought about it too hard. (laughs) And they picked up the slack for everyone else not paying enough attention. Agreed. Take it to AP English, buddy. Seriously. Okay. So now going into Common Sense Media. Common Sense Media rated this movie appropriate for ages eight and up and described it as cartoony high school superhero drama. Okay for tweens. 
And this is what parents need to know. The film includes several scenes of knockdown, spectacular, but cartoonish violence, where kids with superpowers slam each other into walls and through windows, or zap one another with freeze rays and fireballs. One particular kid is sulky, others are anxious, and several are bullies, dunking one child's head in a toilet, throwing someone's cap in the mud, tripping, harassing, and beating up smaller kids. At the beginning of the film, super parents save the city, while TV announcers say, evil has struck our morning commute, which some sensitive viewers might want to discuss in relation to the recent London underground attacks. There is some mild profanity. Oh my God, what? I don't know about this. On July 7th, 2005, four suicide bombers struck London's transport network, killing 52 people and injuring over 770 others. I see why Common Sense Media Mm -hmm. put this in there. Wow. Damn. Okay. Next, (laughs) families can talk about the relationship between Will and his parents. Worried that he'll disappoint them, he deceives them concerning his lack of superpowers. Once he gets these powers, the father deceives the mother about his punishment of the son for nearly destroying the school cafeteria. How do Will's lies to his parents and friends lead to confusion and regret? How does the film challenge the hero-slash-sidekick dichotomy, but reaffirm the hero-slash-villain dichotomy? How does Will learn to appreciate loyalty over popularity? So the audience score was 57%. That's not that high. That's not that good. Yeah. Letterboxd average star rating, 3.1 stars. Somebody gave it 2.5 stars and said, very fun movie to watch as a family, but not to hang out. 0.5 0.5 stars, great movie, very epic, but 0.5 stars. <laughs> That's uh-huh. Three stars. Between Magenta and War and Peace, all the emo hoes that watched this and immediately had a bisexual awakening didn't stand a chance. Someone else said, I don't know why people are confused about why Layla and Warren didn't end up together. They didn't end up together because Warren is so obviously gay. Is that obvious? I'm sure we'll talk about it. Here's, these <laughs> are know. bullet points. Expl- adding to it. So they think the reasons why he's obviously gay is because he's overly concerned that Layla might be interested in him when she asks him to homecoming because he will never be into her. He is perceptive enough about human emotions to realize Layla is in love with Will without her telling him. He's the most fashionable guy in school and he's angry at all the streets. (laughs) Like he just, he's really giving like, to me, like Taylor Lautner vibes. I thought the same thing, actually. Yeah. I don't think that nobody in this movie gives me gay vibes. However, the I'm a sidekick coming out thing. Yes. Is very much replace the word sidekick with gay and this would still work. So when did we first watch Sky High and what do we remember about it? Really, all I remembered is stuff from the ad, stuff from the ad that would play on Disney Channel constantly, mainly the part where Layla is in the green dress and she goes like, she like uses her powers and all like the glass shatters behind her. Mostly remember that. I remember Stop the World and Melt With You. Same. And I think there was a music video. There was. It was yeah. like it was like a super cut of the movie with yeah. that song in the background. The main guy was kind of mid. 
And that's all I remembered. Yeah, the, there was a real sweet spot in history for the mid, like the mid leading man. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Like they were kind of soft boys, which is good, but like they definitely weren't like heartthrobs. Like I don't think anyone was no. like dying. About- it's like an every man. It's supposed to be like a, like a, what's that word? Or like a self insert character kind of. Oh my God. I was trying to think of that term the other day. Yeah. There you go. Self insert. I don't know if they did a TV edit. They must have done a TV edit, right? Yeah. Because I definitely did not see this in theaters. There was a TV edit, I'm guessing, and we probably just saw it on Disney Channel, which is what made us think that this was a decom, even though it's not. What do you think about the fact that this came out a year after The Incredibles? And it is from when before Disney owned Pixar, so it's a little bit questionable. Like The Incredibles as a movie would have been known about for a long time before this movie. Yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl came out in 2005. It was popular. Uh, Spy Kids. Yes. We were on like the first revolution of superhero movies, I feel like. Yes. In 2004, Spider-Man 2 came out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see what was going on here. It trickled down. So it was a moment, and I'm sure that Evan and Amelia have a lot to say about this moment. They're going to join us right after the break. So get comfy, get cozy. Disney Plus, obviously. Oh, yeah, Disney Plus, of course. And meet us back here for a little chat. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Okay, everybody, welcome back. And we have with us Evan and Amelia of the HBO Girls Rewatch podcast. Welcome. Oh my God, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited. Literally, my heart is pounding. I'm so (laughs) excited. (laughs) We are so excited to have you. I know that the thing that originally compelled us to reach out is that we we have not died on the cross for girls or Lena Dunham the way that you two have. No um, one has. But no we're interested in that. <laughs> As girls has been 
becoming more acceptable to publicly like over the past like year or so. Were you inspired to make the podcast once that started happening? Or do you think that you were the crusaders for that? (laughs) I moved in with Evan last November and we had a housewarming in January. And I was like, never before has my life been so like girls because I'm moving to Williamsburg with my roommate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's throw a girls themed housewarming. And then from there, we were like, we should start a podcast and there was like all the talk right and we were like we should talk about something that we feel like we could be experts on because we're living it and then it's also an amazing show and we love those girls yeah and just to jump off what Amelia just said um we had like we came with ideas for shows like we were like shroomates we'll take shrooms and we'll get comedians to take shrooms as well and we'll reveal our deepest secrets slight problem I don't like shrooms um so we're like what else (laughs) we're like girls girls be really fun um but we're like, we don't know. Let's let's ideate on it. Let's keep thinking about it. And then people, every day, natural jargon, people are just like, I'm watching girls. I'm going to watch girls. I'm like, uh-huh. I, I'm having the best it's time of my so life true. going through girls again. And we're like, okay, here we got it. They, the universe literally handed to us on a silver damn platter. We had an idea that everyone's like, you should do, like, we're loving girls. And we kind of combined it. It was, it kind of just was like, it was so reassuring to just hear everyone talking about girls over and over again. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, we do live in like a Brooklyn bubble of people that um, are brave enough to say that they love the show and think it has no issues. Yeah. We could definitely like go down rabbit hole of girls and Lena Dunham for a thousand years. However, yeah. we're not here to talk about girls and Lena Dunham here today. No. Fortunately and unfortunately. <laughs> we are here to talk about Sky High, however... And I'm really curious when I reached out to you guys, it was like very quickly, like Sky High was the the pick. So I'm curious what compelled you to pick Sky High? Like, what are your childhood memories with it? Your tween memories with it? Like, fill us in on the context. Yeah, I'm surprised you're so shocked because girls in Sky High are almost the same kind of media. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know why it's so shocking. The Venn diagram is one circle. (laughs) Sky High was huge for me because I remember watching it. I got it on DVD for Christmas in second grade. And my mom always made me go to bed at like 8 p.m. on the dot. But on Christmas, I could stay up as late as I want. And so I sat in the upstairs TV room and my life was changed by Sky High, the DVD. I watched all the bonus features. I was like, it's 11 p.m. and Will Armstrong, Armstrong? Will Stronghold? <laughs> Stronghold. <laughs> <in> the world. <laughs> He lifted up the Arms school. Cross. He lifted up the school and made sure those people's um, insurance was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I love that film as a kid. Literally addicted. I know. For me, it's like I definitely it's definitely probably my most watched Disney Channel original behind Twitches. I think Twitches were the other thing we were kind of pondering around. Mm. But we're like, we should do a Disney Channel original because um we want to have fun for once. Like, I don't even want torture tied into the media. I want it to be Twitch all purely fun. Twitch is so fun. serious. Yeah, right? it can be really serious. Sky High is just pure enjoyment. It's pure fun. I mean, it starts off as a comic book. They're having fun. <laughs> I'm like, they made that an iMovie to intro. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that little like comic, the comic strip effect. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that is an I. They have that an I. I think I actually, but this one memory just really sticks out to me when watching Sky High because the principal is the same person who plays Wonder Woman like years ago. And I remember watching oh. it with my grandpa, and he's not really intrigued in the film. And then she comes on, and it's like it was his crush growing up, or like 
in his 20s. And he's like, oh, actually, I'm going to love Sky High. Oh, I'm going to really turn into it today. And he was like, doesn't really care about people having superpowers at a high school. And then I'm um, a hot, former hot lady and current hot lady shows up. Um, and so yeah. many hot women in so this many movie. Hot. Like, when I turned it on today, I was like, oh my God, they are all like so like, Hey, one of the notes I wrote down and like, we'll get more into the notes, but like at the homecoming dance, like there is no reason for the jet stream cleavage to be like that. Her tits <laughs> were out and they were <laughs> up. They were not only out, yeah. but they were up here. I was like, damn girl. You're going to the son's homecoming dance. Like what is the goal here? It's for it, parents. No, but it, it's for it, dads everywhere it, to watch. It does make you wonder because, yeah. of course, high school movies are meant for children. Famously, mm-hmm. the Sky High's target audience is <laughs> nine-year-olds, and it's like nine-year-olds um, don't need to be turned on by the principal. <laughs> They're in fifth grade, <laughs> for God's sakes. So the fact yeah. that they were like everybody's superhero outfits have to be sexy as fuck was cool. <laughs> No, they were hot. And I do think it's okay to sexualize everyone in a film. Um, and that's just for when you get older. <laughs> there were so many lines that I've literally said my whole life. Like, when life gives you lemons, you make apple juice. I swear I said that, like, every day for 10 years of my childhood for no reason. Just because I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> I actually think the VFX are pretty good. Literally. Yeah, I do. I think that partially the reasoning for that is because it's this movie is not a decom, and I really thought it was, but it was released in theaters, mm. and then I think they just made a TV edit because, like, we definitely saw it on TV um, on the Disney Channel at some point. But like the if the budget was the same as like Halloween Town, for example, Twitches, we would not be getting these VFX no, it's the so way true. that Do they're you guys good. know how yeah. much the budget was? I think it was 35 million. Oh my God. Yeah, it was 35 million. Are you kidding? Shabby. No, because I was looking when they did the robot scene when they throw the guy, when the guy's thrown into the robot. Yeah. I was like, I, did, I was looking for cracks. I was looking for CGI cracks everywhere in that scene. And there was no faults. Oh my God, it was a no. beautiful scene in 2005 to get a robot that crisp and clear and then the blocking effect where all the shield is like pushing off of it. It's amazing. I guess I had forgotten how many stunts there were. I was like, oh my God, yeah. people are getting paid. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. People are getting paid. Unlike today. <laughs> yeah, they're like, um, would you take $35 an hour to die? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I chose to watch this on the iPad um, while walking on the treadmill in our building's gym. And so many people came and used the other treadmill and were just like looking at me like, who is this adult woman watching Sky High on her iPad <laughs> at 11 a.m. on a Monday? <laughs> when Will like comes out to his dad as a sidekick, I cried. I was sobbing on the treadmill because it's like, that was so brave. Like his dad was not listening. Like he's like, I'm a sidekick. I'm a sidekick. No, me. I'm a sidekick. (laughs) And it's like, that was so brave. Like, of course, the redhead has a crush on him. He's so sweet. He's like, dad, it's okay that I'm not like you. I'm still trying my best. I was like, did you not have that thought? Like, replace the word sidekick with gay and this all still works. I know. I know. And literally, like, (sighs) the sidekicks are queer. (laughs) And, and like, they're, like, also, like, the alt kids and they're, like, weird and subversive. Like, what's her butt? Magenta? I'm Violet. obsessed with her. Is it Magenta or Violet? Magenta. Oh, Magenta. 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 Yeah. And Violet's kind of the girl from Incredibles. They yeah. really love yes. deviations of purple. 
What's the girl's name? Lula? Layla. 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 Yeah. I mean, that is a lesbian feminist, like, Marxist. Like, yes. she was going off from the beginning. She's like, my mom talks to animals and they apparently don't like to be eaten. And the mom is like, do you want juice? <laughs> <laughs> I think she is so... So one thing that we talk about a lot on Sleepover is like, you know how when you go on like Letterboxd and like everyone is trying to make a case that like every character in every movie ever is gay, even when it's like a gigantic reach. Like she is pining for Mr. Will. She's like swooned by Warren. Like she is giving maybe by. <laughs> She's bye for Matt. Bye, yeah. bye for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially because... God, Will is, like, not compelling. Like, I don't get the attraction. You know? I guess at the end yeah. of the day, we have to bring up the fact that Will might be a lesbian. Ooh. Yeah, because he's so short. Yeah, you never had men that short on TV. He's, what, five foot five? He's waiting for puberty. I, I felt like I finally could see myself in a character. Um, but it's like, <laughs> that's because I'm gay, right? A short gay person, and he's kind of on there. Finally, thank God, representation, a brunette that's 5'5". Five five. And with the whole coming out as a sidekick thing, I thought that it maybe in my, like, in my memory, I thought that, oh, this is, this is the topic. This is what this movie is about. But it gets reversed about 10 minutes later. Like, his powers, aka yeah. kind of puberty. You're kind of right. It sort of is, like, him getting his powers is, like, sort of similar to, like, it's like, why sense. are they mapping out, like, when he first jerked off? Like, yeah, him finally like, being yeah. able to lift up a table. He's like, Dad, I laid pipe. Maybe because all kids are gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Everyone's gay before puberty, and then it hits you, and then you have to make a choice. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, like... Yeah. <laughs> I think all kids are gay in some kind of sense. And I've always thought that. And that's not before Sky High. That's actually- You're born gay. You choose to be straight when you're 15. <laughs> <laughs> so when they meet Mary Elizabeth Winstead, like at their house or whatever, and they're like so impressed that he's going to go like have Bag sex with Mary senior. Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. I was like, what? What's going on? They, they have no qualms. They're like, go get it, son. Go. No, yeah. literally. But it's I think as a parent, crazy. I'd be really um, so proud of my kid if they could bang someone that has such a symmetrical face. It mm. doesn't matter to Denver. <laughs> yeah. As long as the face is that symmetrical, I'm like, go off. I guess that is ultimately and a thing. Three years older, do. like, wow. Yeah. When my brother got a girlfriend, my dad like, and mom were so happy in a way that it was like, this is weird. Why are you so happy for your son? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? I guess that's like a thing. Yeah. Well, you got, a, you got a boyfriend and your dad was like, I don't care. You brought that up during the Sky High episode. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the same energy is not given to daughters. I will say that. Yeah. I was going to say, there's never any repercussions for Will's fuck-ups. Like, at the very end, when he's like, I brought her into the sanctum. Like, I'm so sorry. And he's just like, son, it's fine. I'm like, okay, like, why was that even a, th a thing in the first place then? I don't know. I think also there's a lot of, like, only child only child and boy vibes with the whole thing, which are either of you guys only children? I have four siblings. Ooh, but Amelia okay. acts like an only child. Does that help? I act like an only child. <laughs> we get in a massive fight on your podcast. Hey guys, can we just put mute for one second? Can we just go mute for one second? <laughs> Time to fight. Are you, you guys, is it just you two? Or is there a secret yeah. third one? Oh. <laughs> 
if you had like an older sister that like wasn't a part of the podcast and you're like, oh yeah, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Can you guess which one of us who's older? I feel like Audrey seems really um, like she probably is the organized one. And you're like, I love color. Well, I think I'm doing it based on yeah, your posters. I'm, doing, I'm like the youngest sibling always has more posters no, in the room. I would do, I would go this way though. Hannah's color of choice is millennial pink. So, and that's actually famously an older color. That is true. So maybe Audrey is ultimately like the indie sister. That's I like say three Audrey, years And Audrey is living in Williamsburg. So I'm actually going to go Audrey is younger. Hannah's, I'm yeah, sorry, wait, I'm sorry you're wrong. Let's right. Let's you're correct. You're right. Good job. <laughs> you're so smart. I was going to say that when Gwen, in like the first scene with Gwen, she walks in in a pink blazer and that's a red flag because no one in a pink blazer can be trusted in a movie in 2005. And that's a pink girl saying that. I know. <laughs> and she's kind of even in a pink blazer of her own. It's like, that's why she knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I just loved all their outfits in the way that were, it was like, Layla, you're green girl. <laughs> and like, yeah. um, Magenta, mm. your color is purple and black. All right, let's lock it in. But Gwen is so like, of course the main lead evil villain is going to be pink I in that way. I think you are even a little, I would hate to say this and I hate to be mean, but I think you're on the right track, you're on the right track, but the thing that gets her way as a villain is actually the headband. Headbands, villains <laughs> famously always have a headband. That um, is true. Like a Blair, Blair in Gossip Girl. It's like, she's got a yeah. headband, her whole thing's a headband. We're kind of playing off that same trope here. I mean, Layla spotted her. Layla was like, because Gwen was like, I love your skirt. And as soon as she walked away, Layla was like, I don't think she meant it. It's like, Layla (laughs) fucking knew that bitch was evil from day one. she's an intuitive lesbian. (laughs) You know what else I loved about that is that that was like an ADR line. Like she was not on screen for that line. Right. They just, I feel like they threw that in later. She's like, she didn't like my skirt. Literally not. She was fine. <laughs> yeah, they literally got one gay to write the film, but all ADR. Like, all the ADR lines are from a queer perspective. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody happen to clock the fact that the teacher with the big head or whatever is the voice of Pleakley from Lilo? Yes, I hear that voice. I'm like, it's Pleakley. That's queer coded again. I've seen that movie 400 times. I get, I think Me I get too. stressed out when I watch that because I'm like, the poor older sister's going through so much. We had that movie. So a big thing that we talk about is we had like 20-ish movies in our minivan when we were kids. So there's like a set of movies we've seen like 8 billion times and that's one of them. For me, that's Shrek 2 because it's the only one I could get in my Game Boy. Um, so it was yes. Shrek 2 there. For, is it family for you guys as well? Yes. yes. Oh, thank God. Very I knew much. I was talking to the right girls. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Shrek the Musical in high school, so I know the first plot line. Wait, did you say you were in it or you saw it? I was in it. <laughs> who were you? Wait, who were you? I was the one Duloc dancer with a line. I introduced yes. Lord Farquaad before he sings his big number. I got to wear like a gold skater skirt and like a fun leotard. I had the time of my life. Inexplicably, in like 2008, I think, 2009, we went on a trip to New York, like, you know, like fun family trip to New York. And we saw like the original cast of Shrek on with Broadway. Sutton Foster <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm so jealous but we didn't know until I didn't know way who she later was at the time. like that it was yeah. Sutton Foster yeah, you're, we were you like, witnessed history before you knew I, I was gonna say same goes for Heather's the musical we, <laughs> yes. I didn't know you that guys I was saw witnessing it? and yeah. we saw 
we saw the full original cast on 420 in 2014. No. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Sky High for a second. Anyway. Like, our backs are tensed um, now. War and Peace. I hope that he is also not meant to be 14 because he's really hot. War right. and Peace, by the way, amazing name. Yes. Amazing name. Second yes. of all, I remember being eight, being like, this is the oldest man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he looks cool. I was like, there's nobody that's possibly like not able to vote and is allowed to look like that. And he was a freshman too, right? Well, the thing is, even if he's 14, I think he should yeah. still be able to vote if he looks like that. He was for, to me. He was giving Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like Energy. so angry in a hot way, where you're like, I want to know more, sir. His hair and like the fact that he's low key a sweetie pie, and he's like, Oh my god, you poor redhead! I'll help you, girl. Oh my god. There's a part of me that's kind of rooting for them, honestly. Like when yeah. they sit together at the restaurant, I'm like, Wait. I swear I to God, that's Adam it. and Hannah. That is the parallel of the century. That's the parallel of the century. It really is Adam and Hannah. The The temptation to switch into talking about girls is so... (laughs) (laughs) Because I just rewatched the whole thing. We start every sentence with a character in Sky High and end it with Shoshana. (laughs) We can find a way. There's so many films where you're like midway through you're like, and I'm gonna. Is this TikTok time? It's time for me to get on my phone and actually be on Instagram. I need to do dual screen action and get to the end. But this is a film I was like, Oh, God, I can't reply to this email. I got to know what the hell's happening to our favorite characters. <laughs> Literally. And I did have every frame memorized for sure. Like, I knew every line that was about to be said. And even still, I was like, oh, my God. My eyes were aghast. I would say it's because it's so detailed. Like, when a guy holds up the crystal and then he shoots his vision into it and makes a disco ball, it's like, that is such a fun little detail that makes you want to just keep on watching. There's so many little details mm-hmm. that, like, they actually play into the superhero tropes and teen tropes so well. And they've truly created a genre with this film. I mean, yeah, this film, because I know what you mean by like a lot of Disney Channel originals. It's like rewatching them. Some of the plot points don't hold up structurally in terms of like, you're really going to have us believe this means this. Whereas like this one, I'm like an adult could watch this and be like, valid. Yeah, it like actually checks out, which is refreshing because again, it's like we remember watching a lot of things as kids and we were like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was a good time. And then we rewatch it and we're like, huh? (laughs) Like, yeah, that was the claim being made. Right, right. The one thing genre wise that was driving me crazy, it only happened twice, but I hated it both times, was when it would be like just a situation happening and then someone would be like, but hey, that's high school. Like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. That. They're like, oh, what? We're going to categorize people based off their personality? They're like, yeah. And where else do people do that? It's like high school. Doesn't the yeah. last line of thing, and it's like, and now my best friend's my girlfriend. But oh, hey. I love that. At the end of the day, it's like, that was so powerful as a little girl to watch because I was like, oh my God, when I turn 14, this is going to be what happens to me. You know what? And it, did, it does happen. Actually, sorry to high school tropes are real for a reason because they actually do play out. Like you're, sometimes your worst enemy kid. becomes your best friend. And sometimes your best friend becomes your girlfriend and sometimes your girlfriend becomes your worst enemy. And all three of those things to be true. And that's high school. That's war and peace. And it was invented before self-aware movies were made. So it's like, almost crazy how earnest it is. What's that movie that came out with like Maya Hawk and the girl Do from Revenge. Riverdale? Oh. Do Revenge, where yeah. it was like so like 
we're making a movie like this. It, all those films are also playing off of like a lot of indie films from the 90s and trying to like comment on it while being it. And that's hard to do. Like sometimes the earnesty is needed so that the audience can can make those sorts of comments. Like to me, like self-awareness in a film does not innately make it smart. And that's like a huge issue for me in this current like landscape of self-awareness. This current decade of movies feels like they, the director, need us to know that they get it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. let yes. us get it, girl. Let us get it. You don't need to tell us. Yeah. We'll yeah, tweet let us about get it, it because it, why are you it's it turns into like preaching to the choir and it's like but that's not fun yeah like that's that, not <laughs> that reminds me of that moment in the barbie movie where it's like the narrator randomly comes back in to be like casting margot robbie doesn't work for barbie saying that she is ugly Do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i was like that feels like what you're describing audrey I still remember the bonus features of this movie in my head. They had a rule yeah. on set where none of the cast could date. And they were like, Ugh. and they were all eating lunch, like in the tent, like next to set being like, yeah, we're not allowed to date. <laughs> Wait, that's actually crazy. I feel like no other set like actually enforced that, but I, maybe that's the best so actually. But it's like, but everybody was so that. hot. So I get it. They were like, we're yeah, going to make everybody yeah. the hottest they've ever been. The stunts kind of went absolutely off. I mean, the stunts alone is literally like 30 <coughs> minutes of the film. And like, they're yeah. all pretty realistic looking. And that was like a lot of things that had to come together to make those happen. Can I say one thing that made me really angry though? So War and Peace and Will are having their fight in the cafeteria. And Will gets a superpower starting this fight. But they don't, I, at least a video version I watched, we don't get to see him actually throw a punch, but we get to see War and Peace go through a wall instead of actually seeing him <laughs> activate his superpower. So it's just like, isn't that such a quintessential part? It's like, that's puberty. His balls dropped, and yet we don't get to watch that. It made me upset. <laughs> it was too graphic. It was, it was too, too violent. I mean, you can't even ADR line in there. Like, oh, wow. Or Warren just being like, oh. like that actor whole, literally just yeah. had to go on set every day and be like, oh. and then all yeah. the fires added. That's so dark. Acting so humiliating, especially when it's superhero <laughs> acting. Especially like, in our sketch comedy class that we are taking. <laughs> it's hell. Wait, um, are you currently in this class? Oh, are we currently yeah. in this class? We I, thought it'd be good for us to learn a thing or two. And then we found out we already knew what we needed to know. Yeah. And it wasn't. I'm me. currently in this class in a state of depression from this class. It's, oh my God, <laughs> it is bad, bad, bad. <laughs> We've come, I, I'm like, I hope no one in our class listens. I don't want to watch our own sketch class. Is that bad? Evan, <laughs> cut that. No, keep it in. The teacher is the one that complimented your canteen and now you're going to throw him under the bus live Straight on this guy. podcast? No, I love um, that he um, doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, God. Cut all of that, by the way. <laughs> no, I like it. Are they going to remake Sky High? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have to, oh. do they? I'm sure that meeting has been had. I'm sure and it I'm so been had. <laughs> Don't like, you just feel like it really kind of stood the test of time? I think so. It doesn't feel particularly dated in any way. The only other thing I noticed was like, 
a few little like sexualizing women things that mm. I feel like would probably mm-hmm. be left out if they were made like this year. Like that first shot where it's like some girl gets like laser beamed in her butt and then she's pissed and so she freezes the boy back. And are you guys dying to go to Golden Lantern? I'm like, I'm seeing it inside his restaurant. I'm like, that's one of the cutest Chinese restaurants I've ever been to. I'm dying to eat at Golden Lantern in the next few weeks if I can make a reservation there. I love the lighting concept of like Golden Lantern. Isn't that girl vegan and she got an egg roll? Yeah, for sure. She's vegan and she got an egg roll, which is famously covered in egg. Maybe it was a spring roll. Maybe it was a <laughs> no, she said egg roll. roll. They said egg roll. She ordered an egg roll. Yeah, wait. Maybe she's just vegetarian. That is an actual the script plot supervising hole. <laughs> was falling through on that one. <laughs> That character of Layla is so written by somebody who like went to like like studied social studies dramatic. and really had something to say. Like she <laughs> really was like, I need to fight the power. Communism is the answer. Like <laughs> just going all in on like the anti-classism of society to like the audience of eight-year-olds. I mean, she really radicalized us at a very young age. The way she kept being like, or she or she whenever they talked oh, about yeah like, i was like literally girl i was like where's the they i kept listening for the they i didn't hear it <laughs> <laughs> there is like a pitch that each of you could give to get someone who has not seen sky mm. high or who hasn't seen it in a long time to revisit how would you sell it okay i would say it's um riverdale for people that um don't have attention spans and care about yes. superpowers <laughs> I would movie be like, format. It would be like rewatching Power Rangers, but good. I would I would pitch it as like, guys, what if M&M's had a plot line and we learned about each color of the M&M? This is that movie. Like the just the the color coding of these characters makes it so sellable. It's like go watch Skittles, kids. Like it's inside <laughs> out in the way where it's like meet the angry boy, meet the earthy girl. Like it's like. I would literally be like, let's watch this movie and decide all it's their zodiacs. It's a marketer's wet dream, this film. Yeah. I swear to God. All the characters have... And the fact that they all pick a distinctive color and it's cool. It's like... And like, even it's part of the branding lesson. There's a branding lesson in this film. I mean, there's short of white girls everywhere that learned to get into PR and marketing from this film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, I guess... I have a sister who's 11 and mm. she doesn't care about watching movies. She thinks they don't matter. But I would pitch this one to her as like, oh wait, I actually did make her watch this last Christmas and she got really scared and cried. <laughs> wait, what? Can you unpack that? Wait. In the heroes versus villains um, thing, when they had to save the citizen, she got freaked the fuck out. And she was like, what is this? And I'm like, okay, you're in fourth grade. It's time to grow up. You can take it. And she ran away and went on her iPad to play Minecraft because she got too scared. But I would pitch it to her as like, this is exactly what high school is like. You're going to love it. <laughs> is she in fifth grade now? She just started middle school. She's in sixth grade. Before I moved, I taught kids at a music school, like eight-year-olds to 18-year-olds. And like, I love an 11-year-old. It's such a cute age. It's so cute because their life is about to be ruined, but it hasn't been yet. They get to cover Vera Bradley. <laughs> yeah. It's a big age. It's like they are technically, you can talk to them like an adult, but they aren't dragged down by the reality of society just yet. So mm-hmm. there's like hope yep. in their heart, which is really beautiful. We should wrap. But before we do, we can't not mention Cousin Greg I in know. this movie. <laughs> oh. Now, 
It's like, I know, I knew in my heart and soul he was in Minutemen, but I did not remember yes. that he was glow guy in Sky High. Oh, I remembered. I remembered. That's something that did not slip my brain. I'll tell you, living in New York City, you run into him all the time because he owns that bar Rays. So I used to go to Rays like yeah, yeah. two or three years ago. I'd always see him there. And then I actually have really good celebrity spotting vision because um, I have terrible ADHD. So it's like I'm always looking at people. So I'm really good at popping out celebrities in public and I always see him and then all my friends that are truly so obsessed with him, I'm like, and there's Cousin Greg and then I will run over, take a photo with him. Um, So, and I'll tell you, he does glow in person too. I've had, I had a good, um, random, but I had a good succession spotting too a few months ago, which was Brian Cox. Oh, he's everywhere. At Union Square. He's everywhere. Kieran Culkin frequents like the gutter in Greenpoint all the time. And I'm like, sir, it is Monday at seven. What are you doing here? (laughs) I have one really big plot hole I do want to talk about. That's okay with the audience and listeners. Absolutely. The the whole system around picking kids up from school really, really did confuse my brain. Because what? They're picking up all freshmen on one bus? That was really surprising (laughs) to me. Why does everyone live in the same square mile of one another? It's like, that's actually not an effective way to spread out superheroes to be effective. Why are they all living in the same box of each other? And when they're like, there's a really hidden, the school's really hidden. And then the school drops from the sky and it's like right above a cul-de-sac. It's like, that's not hidden. Everyone knows where a cul-de-sac is. There's nothing really secret about the location of the school. Except it's like in the sky. It's like there's planes up there too. I don't know. Right. That really didn't run me the right way because never have I ever been on a school bus where it's segregated by age. It's always segregated by location. Location. Mm-hmm. Location, location, location. And they're real estate agents. So they should know a little bit about location. So why are they moving around so much? Do they have to move every single year that he goes to a different grade just so the buses can pick him up from the right area? <laughs> You, you're making so many points at such a rapid rate that I really, (laughs) (laughs) my mind is kind of blown right now. (laughs) Them, when they get called in the first episode, right before school starts, they have to go save the day. (laughs) (laughs) The first scene and they're on the news and it's like just this giant thing. And then the little ball that they go like hide and it's actually secret grandma. But the way like the wife is just like holding her man in the sky and is like, <laughs> oh, wait, here you go. And he just like punches this robot like with his super strength and it falls to the ground. I'm like, how many civilians died in that fall? There are buildings crashing down. Like second 9-11 just happened because of that. And they're like, we save the day. Well, I'm like, how many times are they fighting robots or these villains creating robots? And then after one punch, the robot gets destroyed. It's like, after a villain, you have to head your losses. If it's getting one punch can destroy any creation you make. It's not worth yeah. it. You're just losing money. Right. I also do feel like the whole concept, because this movie focuses a lot on heroes and sidekicks, but the real question is very much heroes versus villains. villains. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to, like, teach children how to be villains in the school, but by teaching them all of these things about their powers, they can use that for good or evil. That's like up to mm-hmm. them. Kind of kind of like Harry Potter, where it's like, we're teaching mm-hmm. you to be a good wizard, but some of y'all are not going to be good wizards. Oh my um, God. They should have done houses instead of sidekicks for superheroes. They should have done houses like Harry Potter. Yeah, I would have personally like loved that. Vist or by category, like category yeah. of power. Gay, straight. If we could go back in time, I'd like it to be boarding school. 
Ooh, yeah. good point. Then we could yeah. then we could evade this whole bus issue. <laughs> the breaching really confused me. So you're saying like, oh, it's really secret, and there's one bus. It is the only one I can ever know its location. But yet, you see a bus go down a closed road. I'm sure everyone's paying attention to that. If you're a super villain looking out for something, all you have to do is pay attention to one bus driving off a cliff, and you would figure out where to super. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of plot holes, and then it changes. A, Sky high. Like the sign outside is like, okay, now you're just giving it away. Now you're just giving it away. When he rips off his tag, I'm going to use that every morning, sir. There's a lot of effort. I like him now. Yeah. Wait, can we, I think. There's a lot of questions. Can I ask one question? I think that we could all end it out. And it's kind of like, we could tie our podcast back to your podcast, which is girl, yeah. which girl are you? So I think we should all go around and say our, what character we resonate most with. Okay. Evan, girl. In Sky High, what girl are you? Yeah, I'm the vegan princess. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And why? I'm vegan princess because it's like, yeah, I'm going to eat an egg roll and I don't know it's not vegan. I'm going to, I'm never going to tell someone what I'm thinking. Um, And I'm going to actually date the scary guy um, just to prove a point. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Points were made. Wait, now Hannah, girl in Sky High, what girl are you? I'm going for magenta because I love like a goth girl. She is so cool. Every single line she has in the movie, I'm like, you're the coolest bitch I've ever met. Her with her little guinea pig voice being like, this is so stupid. And she's like saving the day. (laughs) I can't. Girl, what girl are you? Thank you for asking. Um, (laughs) I think if I had to be one of the girls, I'd be war and peace. Just because I love the idea of like having a dark ex- exterior. Like I always try and play it so cool in like a high school setting. And then deep down, I'm actually really sweet and would totally want to date a vegan. So I'd love to be Warren. And also I'm mad all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I'd love to just like, <laughs> but wait, love. Audrey. Oh my God. Wait, girl. girl. What? Sky uh. high. <laughs> what girl are you? <laughs> um, I would like to be the mother. I forget her name. <laughs> I so would like hot. to be Jetstream jet because she throws men from the sky. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hot answer. Evan and Amelia, thank you so much for having been here with us. Before you go, though, where can our listeners follow you? How do we find your podcast? Like, give us the info. Oh my God. Well, thank you, first of all, for having us. We were so bad at emailing. We were like, these poor girls are fighting for their lives and we're we're not even able to send one sentence responses because we're so cuckoo lulu. But we did it. We're here. We got to watch Sky High because of you two, we'll never forget it. Um, <laughs> we talk girls every week on our podcast, HBO Girls Rewatch. We're on TikTok and Instagram at HBO Rewatch. Um, if you want, you can also follow Amelia and I on our main socials, which is Elazi and then Amelia, please listen to her podcast anywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for inspiring us to rewatch Sky High. I really enjoyed it. I just want to thank you guys for letting us finally be um, looking straight at the camera because we're always doing side profile on our podcast. So finally, people <laughs> can see what our front of faces look like. Literally. This is the biggest thing for us, of course. You know, you're welcome. We hope you had fun listening to us converse with Evan and Amelia of the HBO Girls Rewatch podcast. 
Again, if you want to follow their show or follow their individual socials, we'll include all the links in our episode description. And also they like said them at the end of their segment, but give them a follow, listen to the Girls Rewatch podcast if you are one of us. And if you're not, maybe (laughs) don't. (laughs) Anyway, all that being said, Audrey. You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover dash cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at tupingproductions.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at sleepover cinema and post a full video version of each episode on YouTube every Thursday. You can follow me, Audrey, at Audrey A. Leach on everything. And you can follow me, Hannah, at... Real Judy Garland on Instagram and at Lana Von Trapp on Twitter. Also, join our Discord server if you haven't yet. The link to the server is in our episode description as well. You can check out our merch at twopinkproductions.com slash shop. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and more. And if you love yourself some sleepover cinema, send an episode to a friend, to a lover, to an enemy. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and slide into our DMs, letting us know what movies you'd like us to cover, what you thought of a certain episode. And we await with open eyes and ears. Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, produced, edited, and engineered by us, Hannah and Audrey Leach. Sleepover Cinema is mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman with theme music by Josh Perlman Hall. Executive producer is Michael D'Aloya. Bye. I'll stop the world and I'll <laughs> with you. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.